0: Uh, today on the podcast we have one sophomore cross country runner Jack Larson. Uh, in the podcast today we talk about Jack's career at Creighton both academically and athletically. Uh, we talk about some of the Shenanigans that him and his fellow sophomore cross country runners do with the tour guides. We go through some of his pre race rituals uh, and then we also do our segment Beef of the Week uh, with Jack today. <laughs>
1: Boys, J Talk Live, yeah, they got that drive with that drive. Call an informational beehive. So take their dive
2: into that Jay
1: Talk Live.
0: Okay, here we go, Jack. I'm getting right into it we did a little bit of prelim- preliminary research on you found that you are one of 12 Damn that was mine. That was mine.
2: one of 12. That's, that's correct. how,
0: how has that impacted your academics and then going on to the cross country course as well?
2: Right. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, academically, obviously, uh, I mean, following in what like classes and whatnot they went in, obviously I kind of know what, what to look for going into each one. And a, a lot of us went to like similar high schools and everything. So that helps. And then, Running-wise, I mean, like, my oldest brother started running after he got hurt in football. So, mm-hmm. like, if he never does that, I don't know if, like, any of us choose to run. Yeah. So, I mean, that that was huge. Mm-hmm.
0: You end up running, and you end up running at the level where you can go Division One, which is probably big because your parents have to pay for 12 brothers and sisters' college
2: tuition. That's yeah, I was <laughs> absolutely.
0: How, how are you guys,
2: you
1: know – how are you doing your online class? How are those going? And how are you like staying connected with your team and all that stuff?
2: Yeah, so online class, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know what you guys think. But so for the first like two or three weeks, I was like thriving through it. Like I Mm -hmm. got on like when I was supposed to get on and I was doing my stuff. And it was amazing. And like after a little bit, it was like getting kind of rough. The weather was getting better. I kind of wanted to spend more time outside. So it was it was more of a push. I kind of started to have to just survive through it. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still yeah. doing it and I'm, I'm pushing through to the end here, but that, it's been not ideal. Um, yeah,
1: I'm definitely far. surviving. That's, that's oh yeah.
2: Thing. Absolutely. Surviving. Yeah. Surviving over thriving right now. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, team wise, we have uh, meetings once a week as a whole team. And then, uh, we have like two, one to two individual meetings with just our coach. And then outside of that, like, our guys' team likes to just chat. So, like, we'll hop on, like, house party or Zoom or whatever, and we'll just, like, talk about, like, anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. One of the things that uh, over this quarantine that the Creighton Cross Country team has been doing is those, like, uh, Instagram takeovers. And what shocks me with each and every one of those is that you guys at least appear to, like, have an insane schedule. Like, I believe that it was Jordan – that, uh, that took over today and she's like 8 a.m. like working on philosophy and I'm like oh come <laughs> on man come on I know
2: yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty legit I'd say most of us like I was up at seven this morning to go run but it seems like for the most part everyone's been up and then doing class and running and everything pretty early mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's that's a good state to be in because right now I'm I'm working on about going to bed at about three oh two two o'clock just Ripping video games for five straight hours before bed (laughs) with the boys, getting up. I mean, if I'm waking up at eight, it's not a lot of sleep. (laughs) And yeah, surviving is literally my mentality and everything, not just
0: school right now. Right. To go back maybe uh, three years, if we take you back three years, getting a little time machine. Okay. uh, You're a senior in high school. Right. What goes through your process? You're from Papillion, right? Mm -hmm. So... What goes through your process of deciding to come to uh, Creighton to pursue running?
2: So yeah, actually originally I hadn't looked at Creighton too much. I didn't have too much communication with the old coach here. Um, I knew as a school, like academically great school. So like definitely somewhere I'd love to to be at, but you know, I'm looking at a lot of different schools kind of hearing out like from coaches and looking at kind of what I want to study. And in February of senior year, uh, our coach, Coach Gannon, gets the job here and after a little bit comes into contact with me, like got me on for a visit, instantly fell in love, like loved the facilities, loved the campus, like loved his philosophy. So like within a week after that, I was already committed to be a Jay. Really? hmm
0: And did you know Coach Gannon before uh he decided to coach Creating Cross Country? Because he was obviously yeah. at before, so uh, right?
2: That that's an interesting story. So he was at gross catholic where i went to high school like years before and he had coached my older brothers so i i knew knew him like not super well but like he knew of me i knew of him um he never coached me but like obviously he kind of knew like where i was at as a runner and then competing against him when he was at Scut, he was able to i guess kind of recruit me without even knowing he was going to be a college coach
1: what type of spread is there between your brother like your whole family um, like top to bottom, years apart, stuff like that?
2: So my oldest will be 30 this year. Okay. And my youngest is currently 14. So he'll Let be 15. Yeah, so we got about a 15-year gap with 12 in there.
0: That's awesome, dude. Uh, kind of shifting off this, I want to talk to you about something that I saw in 2018 before I even thought about coming to Creighton. I was such a late commit. You made the Freshman which was uh, like your The Office parody. Yeah. (laughs) Jack Stamper retweeted it, and I saw it uh, at the time that it came out. What was your thought process behind uh, making up that in uh, your freshman year?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. So it's it's finals week, first semester, Mm -hmm. and I've got like three or four finals Monday, Tuesday, then nothing Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday I have like a philosophy final, but it was like in the bag. So I get done with Monday, Tuesday, and I'm like, I'm going to be on campus, and I don't really have much to do. So I ask the guys, okay, I need like a couple like five-second clips of all of you. I walk around campus. I take some random clips, and I throw it all together just to put it to the office theme, and then I showed them at the end, and it was – it ended up – like it turned out really well.
0: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I remember watching yeah. that time and I rewatched I, it. I
1: stumbled uh, across it today looking for Larson's Twitter tag. <laughs> um I saw Stanford Stanford's
2: it's
0: still at the top of his um Twitter, I I'm pretty sure.
2: <laughs> it's my uh, pin tweet right, right now yeah. for me. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like uh the sophomore cross country class for Creighton is is a very special group. We've had uh Blake and I have both had the privilege of knowing each of you pretty well. So you, you definitely got lucky with uh with the group that you came into uh creating with your freshman year absolutely i got another question for you firing off the bat this one takes us to this year at the uh national catholic invite okay uh, notre dame we talked to jack about this i think right before you guys were gonna run it uh but you led the team with a 27 18 finish i don't know how far that is i don't know what that means but it was the first place on the team so that's fantastic uh <laughs> can you take us through that race and uh, maybe go through uh, what your race day rituals look like, uh, what it feels like being out on the course with that, those caliber of runners?
2: Absolutely. So uh, to take you back a whole year before that is I I tore my hamstring freshman year. So I'm completely out freshman year. And uh, I mean, it's heartbreaking, you know, no one wants that to happen. And then sophomore year I'm coming back. I, I, you know, Did all the rehab? I'm ready to run, and that's going to be my first meet at Notre Dame. And unfortunately, my hip's starting to hurt a little bit, so my my ritual changed a little bit because, like, to be honest, I took like five ibuprofen before that race, (laughs) which is like I normally don't take it. So when I do, it works really well. But I'm like, man, like first collegiate race is at Notre Dame against like obviously, like you said, like high caliber runners, and like I want to perform well, and so. Like I don't want the hip pain to be on my mind. So I'm like, let me just throw like five of these. (laughs) So I do that and I'm on the bus. It's like super hot outside. I'm like trying to hydrate. But like when the gun goes off, like everything just changes, like mindset, just like completely locked in and like throughout the race, just, I mean, feeling pretty good, like not even thinking about like any kind of injury or anything like that. And I'm hoping just, like, all right, like, I've never run this far. Like, don't die. Don't die the whole time. <laughs> and, like, a mile left, I'm like, okay, like, I can, I can finish this thing. I can put it in the bag. And it ended up being a, a pretty decent race for me, all things considered, especially, like, to debut like that.
0: Yeah, I did not know that that was your debut. I saw yeah. that it had you listed as a freshman. Did you redshirt your uh, Yeah, so I, I did. Year?
2: I took the redshirt freshman year.
0: Okay, that sounds uh, –
2: mm-hmm. that's so awesome.
0: So you still have
2: – So I here, have uh, – yeah, three years left. And then actually, so after that race, unfortunately, I wake up the next morning and, uh, like, I couldn't walk. Like, really? I get up to go to, like, the – like, we are meeting in the lobby and, like, I'm, like, limping down, like, holding my hip. And, like, Coach Gannon's great about that stuff. He's like, yeah, you can just go ahead and, like, cross train today. So I swam in the hotel pool, which helped loosen it up. And, like, after oh, so that –
1: it got off easy. Yeah, no, play, exactly. So – <laughs>
2: No, but unfortunately after that, the hip, it it didn't heal super fast. So, the rest of the season, I actually got a medical redshirt this season as well. So, I still technically have four years if I either want to stay or run through like potential professional school.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. So, would that make you, it says you're looking at pre-med track. If that sticks through, are you thinking, I mean, maybe Creighton pre-med? Right, so –
2: the unfortunate thing about premed is if I do pre med, I like you you just can't run through med school. It's so like mm-hmm. grueling. But oh, I have yeah, been right. I have been thinking a lot about PT. Like med is just kind of like what I shoot for. Like that's the highest you can go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've been thinking a lot about like physical therapy or probably like maybe PA. And if mm-hmm. I do those two, there's like a chance with it being a little less grueling, I might be able to still run through that.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing to be in, because then, like, if someone's having that, like, hip pain, stuff like that, you n- have a good idea of what they're talking about. Stuff right, like it's that. like, you know, the I credibility there.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I agree. Like, I that's a lot of my thought process, too, is like, I've gone through it. I've gone through all the running and had mm-hmm. the injuries. So, I mean, if I could really, like, relate to people like that on, on that basis, it might help.
1: It's think to have a
0: personal trainer who's, uh didn't play sport for 12 years, just like yeah. the muscle.
2: No, Exactly
0: here's another one for you. Uh, when Blake and I first got to Omaha, we were, uh, we were thinking about, well, I shouldn't say think about it, but we were scheming, scheming to go for some runs together. It never actually worked out. Because okay. I, uh, I never. Worked I remember out. one time it was like 6am and, uh, I wake up and Blake and I plan a run and, uh, I'm like, I look down on my phone. I'm like, please, Get a text from Blake saying that he doesn't want to go. <laughs> and Blake <laughs> texts me, I don't want to go this morning. So, but, uh, but transitioning off that, as a papillion or uh, Omaha sort of native, uh, what are some of your favorite runs that you can do uh, in the Omaha area?
2: Yeah, so I guess going like from first, like a campus basis mm-hmm. um, for the Creighton listeners, like if you run over to the pedestrian bridge, you can take the trail left or right, and that's kind of a favorite. Um, If you have a car, you can drive to Wabash, which is just a little bit into Iowa. I don't know if you guys are familiar. And that's like a really nice like crushed limestone trail. It's like really shaded. It's fairly flat, just like small incline decline, which is like extremely nice. And then I guess like personally out here in Papillion, if you hit like the very south edge of town, there's like gravel roads that lead into like other smaller towns around and I'm a big fan of those because they're pretty secluded and they're pretty hilly. So you could get like, I mean, good hill work on either easy runs or temper runs, and you can run for like miles and miles and miles out there.
1: Yeah, the thing that sucks, the thing that sucks the gravel is that there's like no literal speed limit, so people will fly. People, it, it's scary at some point. <laughs> people will get close and just buzz the tower.
2: no dude i was like last week running on those gravel roads and there's a truck like coming down the hill and he can clearly see me so i'm like you know maybe he'll take some caution and he just like zooms past me and like a ton of rocks just fly up and like hit me everywhere and it was it was so brutal
1: we have these on our one of my roads just no point point of point pointing towards (laughs) it but there's there's these like robins or they're redheaded something, and they dive bomb. They will dive bomb. Oh, jeez! Like get really close. It's, it happens when I ride my bike most. A good thing I have a helmet, but it's kind of scary. <laughs> I fear for my health. No, dude, I've had, like thing during running.
2: I've avoided routes because of things like that. Like there, mm-hmm. there was a bird that I used to like run under its nest. I guess on one of my routes. Yeah, and it would just continuously come like super close to my head and I was like all uh, right like not doing that anymore there's no
1: point anymore no exactly um, so tiger do you have another question or can I preface B for the week
0: uh, I'll get into I'll get into one more uh, because it's it, it's a question that happened or it's drawing back to a uh, to an event in our time pre quarantine life I'm a tour guide at Creighton and okay. uh, I'm giving a tour of probably I think like 10 kids it's the biggest tour I've ever given. And I didn't know he at the time, but you walk by, and you might not remember this, but you walk by and you go, Creighton, Creighton, I love Creighton. Oh Creighton's the God. best. And all the kids, I know, that was hilarious. So uh, is that something that you do with every tour that you see, or what's your, I mean, the tour guides love it. I guarantee that.
2: Okay, perfect. I, ho- I was hoping you guys like, because it's, it's kind of, like you said, the sophomore class, what we'll do, and now the freshman class too, but when we're walking around campus and we see a tour, like, we'll say something like, Man, the 14 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just what keeps me at Creighton. So, but when I can't think, like when I just like quickly see, I'll just say something like, oh, I just love Creighton. Or like, but that's probably what happened there. So yeah, no, definitely that's something we do, but I'm glad like it's noticed. Cause we're like, we don't always know if people even heard it, but th- that's good.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The group that I was with loved it that day. Uh, they thought that that was hilarious.
2: That's amazing.
0: So yeah, Blake, you can uh, you can take yeah, it away. So, We're gonna do a little so segment beef now. Participate if you'd like.
1: Yeah, beef of the week hasn't been around um, for a while, I guess. We've been doing a lot since we've been online, I guess. We've mm-hmm. been doing a lot of like interview, interview stuff. Um, so my beef of the week is is literally just nice weather right now because it's impossible because everything's like on computer. There's not I'm not printing worksheets out or anything like that so right i can't take my computer outside because then i can't see so i'm just like sitting and watching the nice weather outside and like i have to do my school work at some point so and i can't i don't do it at night so my beat the week is online school mixing with nice weather because and i can't be
2: with people so
1: all all like four factors working together just ruin the nice weather for me
0: a good, oh, a good yeah. oh yeah
2: oh no, yeah that's huge like I was talking to someone yesterday like I agree I'll be like coming back from my run and I'm like man I got a lot of homework to do and it's just too beautiful I don't want to go inside so I'll sit out Mm -hmm. there and like play basketball or just like sit on the back deck for a while and yeah that's that's huge beat for the week I agree with that
1: Can you imagine like the weather at least I've been having is absurd and like if if we didn't have quarantine like just hanging out with my boys everyone's back just I, literally doing anything in the middle of the day would be so fun. Riding oh, bikes, yeah. playing basketball, doing anything of that. But, you no, I'm stuck with my brother and my sister. So. <laughs>
2: so. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool to see when the weather got nice last year, how people would be out on, like, the Degelman Brandeis lawn or, like, the KFC lawn and whatnot. And, like, actually seeing people, like, out and about on campus was huge.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. something that I wish we would have been able to see mm-hmm. this year.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Tiger,
1: Tiger would have thrived in that. Let's just say Tiger would uh, not get a homework assignment done because no, he
2: just uh, browsing, yeah. no, I'm the, president, the, the president of president social everyone. loafing.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's my beef of the week. I'll go up next. Uh, my beef of the week is with gas prices because they're Ooh. so low. yet there's no reason to drive anywhere. So they're kind of oh. they just dangle in front of you, and so, I've just that, been biking around good. lately. So it's been like – I see, like, the gas prices of $1, and I'm like, oh, that's huge. But, like, so am I going to fill seen, my uh,
1: tank? Have you seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia?
2: Yes. Yeah. Not I've, all of it. But, I, I mean,
0: but
2: go for decent parts it. So, parts so of
1: referencing it. the uh, gas crisis episode, when they get some, <laughs> get some like, 45-gallon drums, go to gas oh, yeah. station, smoking cigarettes, just <laughs> fill, them, fill her up and bring them back. I mean, you got to – like Gary Vee says, you got to hustle during the quarantine.
2: Oh, Absolutely. That, that's
1: your chance right there. It's Just funny because. Mark up some gasoline.
0: My, uh, my brother goes, I, I was, we were talking about the gas prices as a family. and My brother goes, you know what we should do? We should dig a hole in the back of the yard and we should fill it up with all that <laughs> gas. And then my dad goes, we should really do that. And then my mom, dead serious, she goes, can't wait. Handling. She wants to keep some of like that gas, and we go. That's not exciting. <laughs> we want to keep yeah, in the garage.
2: That's probably the
1: most environmentally friendly thing I've heard. I think it'd yeah. be great for the soil. It's an oil oh yeah, for I- the pH levels, and <laughs> think of what right. we could grow.
0: <laughs> Jack, we're kind of putting you on the spot, uh, but if you have a beef of the week, go for it. If not, it's all good. I have one more segment planned uh, that I think you're going to enjoy.
2: i think of a good beef. I mean, you're two. Were, I mean, two that have like. Been more relevant than anything. The weather one, I think, is what hits me hardest. I might have to just second the weather. Mm -hmm. Mm Because that's – especially, like, now that it's dead week in finals and it's, like, really cracked down. But then it's also now, like, 70 and 80 degrees out.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's beautiful behind you. Like, I love to be outside.
2: (laughs) This is hard to beat, honestly. Yeah,
1: it's hard to beat.
2: Beautiful Omaha.
1: At least during finals week, I have nothing. I I really don't think I have anything to do. Because – my classes are a joke right now.
2: Oh, that's nice. I've got five tests next week and then a pay-per-due oh. this Friday.
1: Oh, wow. I have a pay-per-due tonight, I think, but not hard, and then I don't have anything.
2: So. Awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm right there with you, Blake. Uh, it's it's not terrible for me. I've been able to get outside a little bit, but it still is a bummer just going out, even okay. by yourself. and Definitely. Yeah, when, it's, when it's beautiful weather. Here's a segment for us. Uh, I had one of your teammates uh, – talked to me earlier, we were in a zoom call and, uh, he gave me some questions to ask you, Jack Stamper, oh uh, prodigal son of the pod.
2: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> he, uh, his first question is, uh, I hear you're not a ho dad, oh. correct?
2: Dude, that's, Oh, so do you know what a ho dad is?
0: I had Jack explain it to me, but maybe you could explain it. I
2: so, okay. I guess when I started growing my hair out, I got to Creighton like this path this year. And like everyone kind of just started this stereotype of like, look at that like surfer dude. Like I'm from Papillion, <laughs> Nebraska. I've never even like surfed, but everyone's like, oh, like this surfer dude. So I kind of just went with it. And like my brother lives <laughs> in Hawaii. So I like texted him for like like things to say and whatnot. And I, I was I was looking some up and one is like HoDad. And Hodad is just like the either like someone who like goes to the beach and like pretends to be a surfer and like gets in the way of all the surfers, or just like I guess like yeah, like someone who's like a chump who like boogie boards, or like anything pretty much you can do to like steal the wave of someone who's actually trying to surf, like makes you a ho dad. So for like the first couple months of school, that's happening. I'm like, anytime someone does just like, ter- like I guess a ho dad move, I'm like, oh, what a what a ho dad man! It, it caught on. <laughs>
0: yeah i was wondering what jack meant when he said uh he he goes just ask him if he's a ho dad and i go i don't know what that means
2: at all the first first time people hear it everyone's like is that like an appropriate word to say like it (laughs) kind of sounds like it's like borderline but no it's it's appropriate i can
1: see the surfer resemblance though that's why church screams surfer or that jacket does and then mixed with the hair i mean oh yeah
2: and the hair the shirt's also from Hawaii. Like, my brother who lives oh, there, like, brought, brought this back. So, yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> uh,
0: another question from Jack Stamper. He goes, uh, what's the thought process behind not wearing shoes?
2: Because- uh, okay, that's big. So, yeah, I guess that also, that went with it. it. was, like, they'd see me, like, around the athletic department. And, again, like, long hair, shorter shorts, and, and no shoes on. And so my, my thing on no shoes is a, I just think it's kind of comfortable, but it's also like very natural, you know, like it kind of, you can mold your foot to the, to the ground and strengthen a lot of muscles in your ankles and calves. And I think it's just something small that you can do for like injury prevention, but I'm a lifeguard. So I do it all day, every day. So when I come back to campus in the fall, it's like, I just want to keep doing it. It's so like, Mm -hmm. it's carefree.
0: Yeah. That's a great transition to the, to the next question that Jack Stamper had for you uh, he's wondering what your, uh, what your lifeguarding duty is going to look like this summer. Like, is it still up in the air? Uh, Likely it is, right?
2: Yeah. So I, I think I'm officially allowed to like say that I know the first time I got the email, it was like, you know, this can't be put out there, but now that it's been released to the public as of now, we are not opening the pool. So like it's, it's delayed. Um, they're not really sure if they're going to open or not with like, how long this could last and what the regulations mm-hmm. would be if they open. So there's no real statement other than like, as of now, we're not going to open. So it could change, but.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. Just another oh, drawback absolutely. of uh, the of the coronavirus, which is
2: Agreed. Uh,
0: such a bummer. I mean, the beef, the beef of the year at this point has got to be the coronavirus oh, for everybody.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: It's a morale killer
1: right now.
2: Definitely. I mean, Just putting people in like their houses, you know, sending people away from college. Like one thing I was talking to someone about yesterday is how like if this happened in the winter and like you couldn't go outside or anything, like I could only imagine like how like even worse the morale would be for most people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the morale would be horrible, but like not as much would change. I mean, it would just be like you would feel worse. Absolutely.
2: No, agreed.
1: (laughs) But yeah, no, it's it's definitely taking its toll. <laughs> I mean, person-wise and morale-wise,
0: absolutely. Uh, Jack, I think that's all we have for you today. If you have any closing comments that you want to leave, anything anything to leave the folks at home, the Crate Listeners, with, uh, go for it now.
2: Yeah, I guess just I want to thank you guys for having me on the podcast today. It's it's a real honor getting that message the other day ago because. <laughs> My roommate was like, dude, like two weeks ago, he's like, I'm going to tell them to put you on the podcast.
0: Do you want to know something crazy?
2: And no, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce, did, he did he text you yesterday then? Yeah, because he texted
0: me the- yesterday and he goes, you got to get Jackson Larson on the podcast. <laughs> and I go, you're in for a treat.
2: I texted him yesterday. I was like, so were you the one who like told him like, because hey, it was like coincidental how like mm-hmm. last week he's like, I'm going to text him. Then I get the DM. And then the other thing was Michael Buckley. Uh, always he says.
1: I feel bad. His his interview is still sitting in my files right now. <laughs> it's absurd. Tiger, I'm doing it right after this done. No.
0: Okay, go but for
2: it. He'll say to me like, you know, he he says this is what I say to everyone, but he's like he's like I say Buckley, man, like how you doing? And so he always you know kind of imitates me, and he'll be like Larson, man, how you doing? And then I get the DM and it says like Larson, man, like. Would you want to join us in the podcast? So I'm like, <laughs> Buckley had to have told them to say it. So I texted him and he didn't either. But I guess, yeah, to close out, it's just been an honor to spend this time with you guys. It's absolutely.
1: Yeah, def- definitely won't be the last time. Definitely won't oh, be the last Oh, absolutely
2: not. This is, for anyone who hasn't listened to this on, at Creighton or I guess even in the general public, they're missing out. This podcast is legit. Clip that. Thank you, Jack. That,
0: that means a lot. Yeah, we'll clip that. We'll throw that in there. We'll see you, Jack. Have a good one, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's great
2: talking to you guys. Have a great one.